Hi, this is Kenneth Height, and you are watching and or listening to Legends of Tabletop. Welcome, everybody. Getting ready to start a Rogue Trader again. It's a session 15. We haven't played in like a couple of months in real time. Uh, so I'll give you guys a recap here. Uh, we had started off in the mansion after um, the crew got a little rowdy, a little out of hand, maybe. There were a couple of deaths. There was some bad things that happened. But we've moved past that. Uh, we were able to uh, to talk with Roderick. Uh, the the nobleman on the on the planet there uh he was he was willing to listen to our side of the story which was uh which was nice uh, maybe a little unexpected uh we convinced him that he should come out to the fields so that kynok could uh prove quote unquote that the, there's warp taint in the not only the fields of the grain whatever whatever he was feeling there uh so he agreed brought uh, some of his own retinue and his own psychers uh, and it was determined that, yes, indeed, there was warp taint. They could see or feel uh, the warp energies to the west in the mountains. Uh, Roderick's own psychers confirmed that. Uh, we were given our weapons and things back. We were given not free run of the, uh, of the um, I don't want to say castle, of his residence, I guess. Um, so uh, Jarnan and... Uh, and Venari went back to the uh, to the house. Uh, Emmis and Kynok went back up to the ship. Uh, Kynok uh, on the bridge was able to, using his psi powers, uh, locate the area to the west, which Emmis then scanned, and they were able to find some structures that were not natural in the mountain area. So they've noted that. Uh, Jarnan was left to his own devices, was maybe going to go snoop around. Uh, there's no psychers to be found anywhere other than the uh, officially san sanctioned psychers uh, in the retinue of uh, Roderick. And uh, Venari went back to some sexy time and then was woken quite rudely by Roderick's brother, Egon. Uh, and they had a conversation. Uh, Venari found out that the uh, black... Uh, organic liquid that has the the slight psi uh, taint, I guess, on it. Uh, it could be used to hide psychers. Uh, he wanted Venari and, and the crew to fix the problem of the grain and that it could be quite uh, beneficial to Venari and, and the crew by extension, I suppose, you know. Uh, so we, we left off on that cliffhanger and we'll, we'll pick it up from there or, or maybe fast forward a little bit and uh, let's see what happens. All right. Uh, yeah. So we're back. <laughs> After a really long time. Let's just pretend we all were in a warp storm. And here we are again. Yeah, so... Uh, oh my god, where did have... the fourth eye come from? Uh, wow. so hard to see now. Um, yeah. So, uh, right now, uh, it seems Venari is... Uh, you are still in the palace, correct? Correct. Uh, and then Emmaus and Kynok are on the ship doing scans, and I believe 
Jarnan is also still in the palace as well, right? That's where everyone is. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yes. Okay. Just, just let's, just so everyone knows where everyone is. So yes, we'll cut to the morning, I guess, uh, giving Venari time to think of what he's going to do with the information he's just learned. As well, you would assume you were able to get some amount of rest. And then at some point, obviously, the rest of the command crew who's on the ship would probably try to communicate with you from what they've found. So I will let you guys determine how who does what first. I don't know who would be the most likely to be up first, but your rooms, you know where where the rooms are and you know how to reach each other. Um, I'm not sure you have a communication device directly from the ship. You'd have to be in the radio room. Or the radio room, yeah. Yeah. uh, Venari would not be the first one up. (laughs) (laughs) I figured not. So I assume that's Jordan, at least in the palace anyway. Yeah, John would probably be the first awake, but he probably wouldn't leave his room right away. So I may not be the first to leave my room. Uh, I'm assuming if uh, Kynok and Emmaus stay on the ship, we'll... Uh, I don't know. Uh, Emmaus, do you want to shuttle down and surprise the captain with this information, or shall we just radio it in casually? Well, I think... Captain's not going to get it unless he's near radio. So uh, I think we should probably go down and talk to him. Uh, There's no use one of us staying up here. We have the information we need and the ship's not going anywhere. So I say we go down and talk to him because he kind of needs to know what we found out. Uh, Yes, might as well. Uh, Is there any last readings or anything we need to get? Or do we have all the information, you know, on data, grab a data slaves, everything here that we need. Uh, you know, I think from my standpoint, you know, we've got the, the details of where we were looking and what we found. I don't think there's anything else from, from your standpoint with your knowledge. Is there anything else you'd want to look at before we go down to gather? No, I believe that we've gotten everything that we can up from here. It's time for a more impersonal investigation, I'd say. Agreed. Okay, so let's go head to the shuttle and go rouse the captain. I'm sure he'll be ecstatic. (laughs) So as far as timelines, it would take at least, you know, an hour or two, I'm sure, to descend from the ship to the planet. Uh, And then obviously you're going to have to get to the palace if that's where you are headed. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, that would put you in travel time for a couple hours. In the meantime, uh, does Jarnan do anything? Is he praying and, you know, maintaining his weaponry? I don't know if uh, you do have actually most things still with you. Or, and most stuff was returned to you. So I don't think there's anything you're missing. Um, and Venari, I guess you would wake up whenever you wake up. But at this point, it would be, I would say, late morning you would definitely have been up before they arrived, but yeah, he close to when they would arrive. Yeah, he'd he'd come down with with Lavinia uh, or Lavinia, and uh, you know they have like a late late breakfast. You know, just kind of languidly, you know, taking taking food and, and just kind of like lounging about the palace. Now that they've sort of been cleared, you know, he's trying to enjoy it as much as he can. 
And she's very, um, she's definitely like wrapped up in it because it's certainly better treatment than, I mean, it, even an Imperial official obviously isn't going to get rogue trader level of sort of, you know, food and drink and service. Um, the, you know, she's more of a functionary, so it's more kind of curt sort of dealings with anyone from the uh, planetary government per se. So she definitely is, is sort of like reveling in it, but at the same time does seem to be kind of keeping it in check a little bit, not like getting out of hand and like talking down to the ser- the staff and things because she knows obviously she has to go back to her job as, you know, sort of a mid-level administratum employee. So uh, it's sort of back and forth between like, this is amazing and sort of like, okay, I got to like keep my cool a little bit. Yeah. Venari's trying to really like skirt the line. Right. So like he's got, he doesn't have his feet up on the table, but like he's, he's lounged back, you know, when, you know, somebody walks by like, you know, and kind of like questioning look like, Oh, do you need anything? And he's like, you know, waves his hands like, yeah, more of whatever, you know, the lady would like another, you know, whatever. Oh, do you have any of the uh, exotic, whatever the friggin' thing is? Yeah, so she definitely is more, so she kind of lets you handle that side of it. You can yeah. tell she's kind of deferring to you to push the line, but definitely seems to be enjoying when you push the line. <laughs> um, so not like she's like, stop doing that. It's more like, well, I'm not asking. You're right. I'm, not I'm just trouble. the beneficiary from this guy's attitude, um, and so that's kind of that's kind of where she stands. Um, so as you're, you know, you're eating, you're drinking, you have, you know, a very nice, like, a you know, super huge, like auspicious Swanky. breakfast. Obviously, yeah. it's you know, like it's not just the palace, but like. You're a rogue trader, so you can kind of get what you want. And certainly they are used to, you know, kind of rolling out the red carpet for for that type of, uh, you know, position. So, you know, you're living it up. Does Rodder come in at all while we're down? Did he take, uh, you know, breakfast earlier? Uh, he is. You haven't seen him. He's okay. not in. You are later. I don't know if you would you you assume he's probably off already doing his duties by the time you rolled up to brunch. Okay, Um, (laughs) that's fair. It's not like a weekend for him. It's like a work day. Yeah, yeah. he's probably like doing whatever whatever planetary governor stuff is. He's probably doing that. Okay, that's fair. Uh, I mean, we got our comms back, I guess. So, like, it, almost as an afterthought, like he's, he's, you know, he's like swirling some amasek in his glass, and he's, you know, sipping it. And, wow, you know, amasek at like he's a rogue ten thirty, eleven a.m. Man, you're, yeah, ro- you're kinda, rolling decadence and shit. Yeah, for sure. Day drinker. Yeah, yeah. So he, he <laughs> like, you know, they're you know they share like a titter, and then he's like, oh, ah, oh, shit, I, I should probably call Jarn at night probably like some of this so he you know jumps on the micro beat he says uh jordan I'm, you're awake right uh, you, you've probably been up for a while yes i've been working on my equipment waiting to hear from you are you drunk yet 
Oh no, no, of course not. We're we're here enjoying a uh, a light repast. I I should have called you as soon as we came down. I, my apologies. I I assumed that you were deeply into your prayers, but but we're we're still down here in the dining room. If you wish to join us, I thank you. It would be beneficial for me to break my fast at this point. I will be joining you shortly. Ah, excellent. Uh, have you heard uh, any news from uh, Ennis or, or Kynock? No. Have you? Uh, no. Uh, alas, I have not been out to the shuttle or to the radio room. Uh, I, I will assume that they're on their way. Uh, if we don't hear anything uh, soon, then uh, we, we can uh, run down to the radio room and look to see uh, if they've left yet. So you haven't heard from them because you haven't been near radio? Uh, yes. Yeah, I'll be along shortly. Ah, excellent. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> Boop as um, well. As she, uh, as you do that, uh, Lavinia kind of snaps out of it a little bit and looks down and sort of, oh, oh my, is it, do you have a data slate? I... I haven't realized I haven't checked upon any of the manifests. I'm used to, obviously, there'd be no, uh, there's no, you know, ships docking. I'm, I'm used to just essentially maintaining status quo. And I didn't think, I th- now I'm thinking your, your, your ship has landed. Oh, oh no. Is he like kind of absolutely sort of like pats himself down? Uh, I assume that that's a fair. Oh, it's almost like having a phone. I guess he would have. Yeah, yeah some, some kind of. Yeah, you, you could probably have a data slate on you. It's not fancy. Yeah, so he pulls that, looks at it, shrugs, you know, hands it over to her. She starts kind of like furiously tapping and got kind of going about her business. Um, Jarnan would be able to come in by then. She's sort of stuck just kind of tunnel vision into the data slate at this point um, checking <laughs> essentially checking emails that sort of stuff um and and double checking communications and you know if anything's you know the status of all the systems at the docks and all that sort of stuff okay i like after like 15 or 20 minutes and she doesn't say anything he kind of like kicks back forward and he goes uh, any uh Interesting news. Anything exciting that we missed out on? Uh, oh, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I just, I feel like I said, it seems as if your shuttle should be inbound any moment now. Uh, if if they aren't already on their way here, uh, perhaps I don't mean to be rude, but I feel as if I should get to the docks just to make sure everything looks uh, like it's, uh, it's taken care of. Uh, you know, I don't like to be gone too long if I don't have to. Um, but certainly I could see you later. Of course, if uh, we're still, if we're not uh, indisposed otherwise, I would uh, most appreciate that. So he stands, he bows, he takes her hand, you know, kisses her hand. She turns to walk, he smacks her on the ass. She kind of like giggles a little and then kind of walks off and is like, well, you know how to find me. And then kind of, you notice she does, she keeps the data slate, <laughs> walks off I, and she's still furiously kind of like checking stuff. I, I assume when like she turns like, oh, you know how to find me. Like as she turns and like back into the, to the data slate, Jarnan comes in and like she bumps into where he was standing there watching the whole thing. 
Yeah, yeah. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it, my apologies. My apologies. Uh, that's quite all right, ma'am. I'm quite used to women running away from him. <laughs> <laughs> she kind of like gives you a wink and continues walking. Always away with words, Jarnan. I would say the same for you, but it is too early in the morning for me to be lying. I I would imagine a lie has never passed your lips, good sir. Nope, never. The Emperor forbid it. Yes, he does. He forbids it every day. You know, Venari just kind of gives him like the, the hand roll by the head. Like. <laughs> and it is so good to see you this morning. Ah, yes. Uh, you're you're still in time. There's still food left over. Please sit. Enjoy. And I'm just going to sit down, start eating, and try to ignore all the alcohol that he's already had. Oh, as soon as you sit at the table, he pours another glass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just, like, he kind of, like, gives you, like, the side-eye glance as he's pouring it to see if you're going to say anything. Uh, kind of early. No. Uh, to enjoy what the what the the uh, Imperium has to offer? Never. Yeah, well, don't enjoy too much. Pretty sure you have a lot of work to do today. Of course, of course. It's early. It's fine. It's fine. We still have to wait for for Kynok and Ennis. Oh, by the way, they should be here shortly. Oh, did you finally find a radio to talk to them? Uh, Lavinia saw it on the uh, on the data slate. She was a uh, Checking up on business, as it were. Ah, I see. So you are able to hold a woman's attention as you always can. Of course. He just he winks. Yeah. As uh, you're sitting there, a man, uh, well-appointed uh, in a very slick dress, comes and stands beside Venari, uh, leans over and says, My employer... The younger Honusberg hopes you've had time to think about your discussion. He said you'd had last evening. He's in the secondary stateroom. If you'd like to speak with him, he hopes to have a resolution, as it were. So he kind of like leans back. He looks at his his chronometer or whatever passes for a watch, uh, and says, "Um." Can you tell him I'll be there shortly? I mean, no offense. I just would like to, to finish what we have here. My, my missionary has just come down. We were just um, discussing the day's matters. The rest of my crew should be here momentarily. I am but a messenger, sir. I will report to him. Uh, he does not like to be left to keep waiting long. So Understood. I would say perhaps you should... Hurry along if possible. I will relay to him what you said, though. Excellent. Thank you. He bows and leaves. Um, you assume at this point. Yeah, he's the younger is is Egon. The <laughs> older is Roderick. So uh, how how long is it before they get there? Like he wouldn't make him wait like, you know. Even a half an like you know he would wait like ten or fifteen minutes. Uh, yeah, they're like an hour out. Oh, they're like an hour, oh, probably. Fuck. Damn it! 
because the ship hasn't really landed. Plus, I mean, it could be forty minutes, but yeah, yeah, that's 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 way too. It's long. a little while because the ship lands, then they get essentially in a ground vehicle and get to the palace. So. All right. Um, all right. So he, he he waits like maybe like ten minutes, and then uh, you know he just he abruptly stands. Uh, the servo skull, uh, you know, putters up and uh, says, uh, "If you'll excuse me, Jaren, I uh, must take this meeting. I, I uh, assure you'll keep the rest of the crew entertained in my absence. I will keep them entertained, but what deal? Uh, we uh, we had a bit of a meeting. The younger brother is." Uh, it's a, it, you know, it, it's a complicated thing between the brothers. I, it's not something I want to get involved in necessarily. Uh, I just, you know, he he came to me with a request. Never, never mind about it. I, I'll I'll return shortly. Fine, just go. Just try not to start a war or, or murder any religious leaders. You mean the. Chaos demon, the warp demon that was inhabiting the body of a religious leader, that I did this entire planet a service by destroying utterly. Yes, of course, yeah, of course. But we we could have handled it a different way. Could have, didn't. You were too busy. I, I, I was indeed, and he just turns and walks off. Yeah, Jaren's just gonna keep eating. After a, a very long walk, uh, there's a room that looks like a very large sort of reception hall doors that are opened by guards from the palace, uh, planetary guard. Uh, as you walk in, you see uh, the man you met the night before, uh, the younger of the Honigsberg brothers, sitting at uh, uh, in a very large sort of ornate chair, but with a long sort of table in front of it. Uh, there are data slates, you know, kind of everywhere. Uh, he has several, looks like uh, administratum types, you know, uh, bookkeepers, librarians, that sort, sort of uh, logging entries and things like that, uh, as well as the man who had spoken with you earlier, who's sort of behind him to his side. He looks up as you enter. Ah, the rogue trader presents himself. I assume you've had a chance to think about our discussion. Uh, indeed I have. And he just like gives him, you know, like the most formal crisp of bows that he could. Uh, my apologies for uh, keeping you waiting. My uh, missionary had just come down uh, to share a repast and I uh, had to think of an excuse to excuse myself. Uh, it's... Of course, no consequence to me. I am not offended by your taking your time. I understand completely. I'm not my brother. I don't have to abide by such offenses as, let's say, the figureheads do. Uh, indeed, we are we are men of action, are we not? Indeed, action. Indeed. He, you know, he he hesitates and just kind of like looks to like take all of the people in in the room and he just kind of raises an eyebrow. Ah, you question my cohort. These are my employees. Of course, I have to keep busy. Just because I'm not the governor doesn't mean I don't have my own business to attend to. Oh, no, of course. I 
don't question uh, you're having your staff around you. I just uh, I uh, expected, based on our previous meeting, that our meeting would be private. Oh, but it is. These are my trusted associates. They are well aware of my businesses and all of our trade and dealings, so you can speak freely. I assure you, they could not care less uh, what it is we discuss. They know their place. They don't listen when they're not meant to. Uh, And as you're talking about all this, like literally none of them even seem to like, not even like a, a glance, not even a blink. Like they're just in it. They do what they do. It looks like they just kind of pay no attention whatsoever. Uh, the, the person that had kind of went and talked to you though, uh, he's standing behind him, but he also does not, does he doesn't seem to react whatsoever. Um, right. He's so he he pulls up a chair. He sits down. He kind of like kicks back a little bit. He goes, "I admire your audacity." That's not audacity. It's simply loyalty. And I must say, I require the utmost of loyalty in my trade. Uh, based on our discussions, I'm sure you know what level of uh, value I place on being discreet. These are the best of the best. Indeed. So, uh, what do we have? What are you going to do about our problem? If it is indeed our problem. Well, I I am indeed intrigued by your offer. Uh, Of course, I am always on the lookout for the uh, acquisition of items, powerful things, thrones, you know, rogue trader. Uh, We do have the issue currently of the tithe. Uh, which needs to be remedied, I believe, before we can move forward. Our mission, as it were, was to come out and reestablish contact. I uh, believe we could probably dispose of the grain without too much of a, of a fuss. I had also considered um, potentially with your contacts, uh, we may be able to offload the grain to those who are less desirable. Interesting. Uh, what is it you mean by less desirable? You, what, hope to feed this to a hive world or of something of that sort? Oh, nothing as mundane as that. I was uh, thinking we may be able to uh, maybe sell it to some orcs or other xenos <laughs> that you may have uh, contact with. <laughs> you, you wish for me to make a deal with orcs? I wish barbarians. Well, if you could provide information, I may be able to work something out of my own. It's outside my normal trade, I will say. However, not beyond my reach. If you really wish it, I suppose I could find a way to get in contact. And, well, I can guarantee nothing. I can try to negotiate some sort of parlay between you. I can't do much more than set up the meeting, whether they come in firing their guns full speed. I couldn't say I wouldn't trust an orc as far as I could throw them. And obviously without power armor, I'm not going to be doing any of that. 
So I, if you really wish it, can do some digging. I could reach out to some of my contacts and perhaps find a way to arrange a meeting. I just floated. I, I put it on the table. Let, let's, if you find that you can make certain contacts, we can revisit this. I'm, I'm not married to the idea. Uh, I just figured, you know, thrones are thrones. Doesn't matter who they come from. Well, look, I don't care what you do with this grain as long as I don't have to hear about it and it doesn't raise any further suspicions of items moving to and from this planet. I don't want too much attention upon our little paradise, as it will. Uh, The people are loyal. They've grown all of this grain and whatever it is. You think this, the keepers of the harvest have done or have not done. That's of no consequence to me. That is not, that is the governor's duty. You see, not mine. And so I'm simply trying to make my life a little easier. I don't like roadblocks being put up, and the Imperium certainly shall do that, if particularly they find a planet producing feedstock for its herd as tainted by the warp. Indeed, I... I, I just merely wish to uh, provide information so you can understand what we're doing, where we're coming from, where we're moving towards. Uh, we believe the source of the contamination overall from the warp uh, lies to the West. Uh, do you know of any structures, any any strange going on uh, further afield from here? Do you have a abandoned city, any old ruins, anything that would... Uh, potentially draw some warp entities? Mm, Nothing I know of. Uh, There are no structures per se out there. There are caves, uh, natural dwellings, uh, primitive peoples at one point obviously had lived there before it was a desert wasteland. No one can live there now. Uh, We've all moved on. Uh, I suppose something, you know, someone could use those. I haven't any idea why you would want to, other than it's well beyond our eye. There's, it's a vast, vast wasteland. We don't routinely scan for it. There's nothing out there. It would be a waste of resources. So I guess if you wanted to go unnoticed, perhaps far enough, you, you might be able to utilize some of those ancient caverns if you'd wish, but I can't say as there's... There are no great cities. There's nothing was abandoned. Uh, It was desert for as long as this modern civilization has survived, at least. Well, let me ask you this. And I mean no offense, of course. But with all the psychers that you theoretically have at your disposal, has no one pointed out the, the unsettling warp energies that emanate from that area? I... Not sure what you're speaking of. I'm not sure what psychers you're speaking of that I have at my disposal. The choir are, are but astropaths uh, blocked by the warp from contacting the Imperium. So uh, other than that, obviously we have no psychers here. 
Ah, yes, indeed, indeed. My my miss miss uh, speaking. Uh, the choir, indeed, is is what I had intended. Ah, well, they are not adept at perceiving warp threats. That is not what they are trained to do. That's not their job or their purpose. Their purpose is to communicate uh, and honed to do that uh, to a razor's edge. But the backside of a razor is just as dull uh, as a rock at that point. Uh, that is not what they were trained to do. Any other psychers, uh, which we don't have any, would uh, obviously not be able uh, to perceive anything of note if there were warp disturbances, clearly, or they would have noticed the warp, the, uh, the grain being tainted. Yes, of course, of course. It, foolish of me. One too many this morning, I suppose. Ah, well, perhaps you should be careful uh, taking up the drink too early. It can cloud your judgment later in the day. Mm, I haven't found that to be the case, but we'll err on the side of caution today. Uh, to each their own. As long as you can take care of the problem, otherwise... I will take care of the problem. Uh, no, I believe we we are off today to investigate and potentially remedy the situation. I shall hope so. I will give you, I guess, well, let's not be too generous. I think some amount of motivation is necessary for people to get things done. So let's say 24 hours. If the problem has not been solved by then... I shall hope you are not on planet any longer and perhaps not on planet ever again. It seems a generous amount of time. Of course, uh, I don't know what we may expect to find when we get there. Certainly. And I don't care. All I know is I have a problem, a problem that you've brought upon my doorstep. And so... I'm giving you a chance to solve it out of respect, obviously, for a rogue trader and his business. But at the cost of my own business dealings, I can't allow this to go on for much longer. Uh, there's already been too many uh, citizens made aware of the problem. They'll keep quiet, not by choice. But if more people learn of this, it will be a problem. For me, it'll be a problem for you, then. Oh, so I'd I believe, suggest you take care of it quickly. I believe Roderick is handling the uh, the citizenry as we speak. <laughs> sure. Yes, let's say that. Sure, he is. Let's. He's handling the citizens in a public capacity. Mm. I'm handling any potential leaks. Otherwise, that's fair. Uh, and when we uh, remedy our mutual problem, the uh, the compensation, shall we say? Uh, the compensation rendered? is your life. Uh, I thought I'd made that clear. If you don't take care of this, you will be hunted down. I have many resources. Of course, you could get on your ship, leave right now, and I'll handle the problem of the grain. But I'm giving you a chance, if you'd like, to deal with that situation, make sure no one asks any questions, and let's just say, as a favor, I can, as you 
requested, try to gain you some sort of negotiation with some non, uh, non-terrestrial business partners. Perhaps I have connections. I can offer you that. At least I can try. I'm willing to do that. But in the meantime, you better have a plan. And someone needs to deal with this very, very quickly. Of course, I did say uh, we do need partners, obviously, to transport and trade in some of our more extraordinary goods. That, obviously, is the profit motivation for you. Indeed. And, and to which I was referring. Ah, I can give you access and what you do with it. Well, I have my uses but that doesn't mean there aren't other customers who could utilize this customers with very, very deep pockets. Those would be your customers to find. I'm simply asking for obviously my cut of the profits for supplying the goods, standard distribution fees, and you can do with it what you will. I can get more than I have now, uh, more than I trade now, certainly with the warp storm opening, the business opportunities are vast. I would prefer not to traffic in those lanes. But you go there all the time. Uh, you're not a new face. And certainly there may be parties willing to purchase these goods for vast, vast sums of money. So when he says that, Venari just like slowly a grin spreads across his face. And he says... uh I believe we have an accord. Well, that sounds just fine by me. I look forward to future endeavors. Now, if you would, please handle this visibility problem we have. And in the meantime, I'll have my Seneschal begin making some contacts. And we'll see if there's a way to offload the tainted crop that you have uh, stored on planet at the moment. And in the meantime, I can also get additional deliveries of product. If you're looking for some more immediate trade opportunities. Sounds outstanding. Well, do not disappoint. I don't like to request more product than I can reasonably deal with. So I'm taking a leap that you're as good as at least the rumors seem to say, and that as a rogue trader, you have the ability to find a way to make things happen. Indeed I do. Excellent. Well, it was a pleasure speaking. Come back. Uh, I will be here. I'm here many, many hours of the day. And uh, you can always come back and return. If not, ask one of the guards. They will find me or seek me out. I'd take my leave. And he does not give him as a crisp a bow on the way out. He just kind of does a wave off and then starts kind of discussing with several of the sort of librarian functionary folks on the data slates and is kind of waving his seneschal over. Uh, as Venari turns and walks out, his grin like just sours as he clears the door. 
after that uh, conversation, you, as you go back to the dining room, uh, at that point, uh, the rest of the crew would have shown up. Um, I will say Emmaus and Kynox showed up uh, with a few minutes uh, before Venari shows up and sees Jarnan eating at a large table uh, with very fancy foods and such. Uh, so Jarnan has... Uh... Kynok and I have been doing some investigations up on the ship. Is there anything going down, going on planet side that we need to know about? Yes, there absolutely is. I would also like to know about it. <laughs> We're going to have to wait for the, our glorious rogue trader to get back from his secret meeting before he will tell any of us. Does this have anything to do with why you are partaking in such an extravagant meal. I thought that your kind had vows of simplicity and such. Yeah, no, don't misunderstand. None of this food is mine. It is from our captain and his lady friends. They decided to uh, indulge themselves. I'm picking what few basic necessities actually happen to manage to end up on this table. Uh, and he'll walk over and see if there's, uh, the, is the bottle of Amasek and stuff still out or? Yes. Yeah. He'll go over and pour himself a little glass. And he's like, this looks like a rather, rather basic necessity. If I do say or and start sipping. <laughs> Ah, Kynox a 10 a.m. drinker. (laughs) You got to, you know, loosen up that third eye. Right? (laughs) Get it ready. Is that what they call it nowadays? (laughs) Uh, As you're waiting there for a little bit uh, before Venare walks back in. He looks less than pleased when he comes in. Like he was in high spirits when he left and he just looks... As concerned as Venari gets, I guess, right? I mean... Yeah. I mean, as a rogue trader, you're still flippant about most danger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, but but you can sure. tell his, his mood is, has subtly changed from, you know, when he left. Yeah. So he, he walks up to the table. He doesn't sit. He <laughs> he take, he take sees that, that Kynok is drinking and just kind of like, you know, kind of throws his head back, like approving, sort of like, oh, all right, you're drinking too. All right, it's cool. Uh, <laughs> and just like, I'm assuming the bottle's in front of you, just like grabs the bottle mm. and like a long pull and slams it back down on the table. He looks over to Jarn and he says, well, the younger brother has no faith in Roderick to handle anything, apparently. Uh, he has seen fit to give us 24 hours to fix, he uses air quotes, the problem. He looks to, to Kynock and, and uh, Emmis. He says, did you guys find anything last night that we can use other than just setting everything on fire? Well, actually, and he'll, he'll gesture over to Emmaus. He's like, you're myself and in, in your pilot here. I discovered a rather interesting signal coming from over in the mountains. It was very strong power. We believe that it might have a connection to 
whatever is going on with the grain and the like of this small city. Uh, and by power, do you mean power of the Imperium or, or specifically the, the warp? It was, if I, if I recall, it was, it was a, it was a, a heavy warp energy, wasn't it? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Most, uh, most definitely it was, uh, it was Imperium energy. Warp energy? Yes. Yeah. That's just the opposite of what you just said. Yeah, immaterium or or image. Oh, that's right. Yeah, immaterium. Immaterium. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, I got my notes mixed up. (laughs) That's good. Uh, We assumed, based on your uh, dealings with the the warp and the immaterium, that there was something in that direction uh if i recall you said that the uh the fields themselves here the the freshly growing uh crop was as yet untainted yes the new harvest uh should be fine it is it is the the older stuff reaching back from their original covering of the warp storm that was the strongest in the warp energies all right, and uh, there was uh, no. Uh, we weren't specifically tasked with bringing back two hundred years worth of uh, grain stored here on the planet, so uh, we could probably hand wave away most of this. And uh, I guess we'll have to check to see with the uh, the temple. Although maybe we don't want to go there now. Uh, I can check with uh, Lavina uh, how closely they are to harvesting the grain for this season. I would think that would be the best thing is just to get something to take back to you know, finish off that part of the deal we made. We still have to decide how and if we get more involved on the overarching problems on the planet. Well, and that's where the problem lay. I say we have 24 hours to solve the problem. And it was intimated very clearly that if the problem is not solved, that we should not be here within 24 hours. So, I mean, we need to secure the planet for the Imperium. Uh, If doing so means rooting out some warp entity, then I suppose that's the mission that lays before us. Would this be something that would be strictly and only resting on the shoulders of the heretics bane or will we have other support planet side well i can talk to roderick and see if he has a uh, contingent of soldiers that he may be willing to lend to us to take with us uh i know we have jarnan's shining beacon of light through the emperor so i'm sure everything will be fine Jarner's going shoot you a dirty look. Doesn't really say much. He probably just ignores it. <laughs> like He's aggravated now, or else he would just, like, you know, word dance with you. But, like, <laughs> now he's annoyed. <laughs> so I think, I think the big thing that we just found out is now there's some kind of time limit on it. You know, this wasn't anything. This wasn't anything that was, that was known before. We just knew we had to come here to get the to get the tithe. So the fact that now Venari's saying we have 24 hours to fix it or be gone, I guess that's new news to us, right? Yeah. I okay. mean, this I just found this out, so. So I, I just wanted to make sure. So uh, Mace looks to Venari and says, this day deadline, 
I'm assuming this kind of hampers us on what actions we can take now. Uh, how substantial is this deadline and what are the consequences of not meeting it? Ah, short of killing Egon, I'd say that it would result in a failure of our mission and a complication for the Imperium. It would be a black mark on the heretic's bane, and I can't abide that. So i assuming that we should, no matter if the grain harvest is ready or not, I guess we should get someone to help us start getting some grain up, at least so we can take something back. Uh, well, I, to the word of our mission, we were here to reestablish contact. Um, if there's grain to take, we may do so. If there's not, it's been 200 years. I'm sure that uh, we can come up with some sort of excuse as to why they are not ready with a tithe currently. Oh, yes, because the Emperor and the Imperium are so understanding. Well, the Emperor is full of love, is he not, Jarnan? You're going to be full of the Emperor's love if you don't watch your tone. I merely wish to express that the Emperor encompasses all. And Jarnan is going to turn his gaze towards Kynok. <laughs> that meant you. He'll shoot him a loving smile. <laughs> So I guess I may also look back to, you know, I, I, I kind of take everybody in and say, I guess I've been looking at this the wrong way. I've been focusing on specifically logistics and loading. It seems like we have a bigger issue that needs to be resolved. And from what the captain just said, I guess the tithe can, the details of the tithe can be massaged one way or another. You know, we can make the stat, stats and just facts any way we want them as we're here remake reestablishing contact. So what is the first thing we should be focusing on right now? Because I do not get the feeling that the actual grain tithe is our most serious action we need to take at the moment. Indeed. It is not. We are under no time constraint from the, uh, Imperium itself. Uh, we can handle that as we wish when we get back. Uh, but we must address the source of the contamination. No, and so, I, I was going to say, Emmaus is going to look kind of look to Kynok and just say, is there anything you want to fill in from your knowledge of what we discovered up on the ship? Uh, well, uh, without further investigation and more uh, up-close look, there's... The really the only thing we have thus far is the uh, the strong warp essence that is emanating from the mountains. But until we actually step foot there and, uh, and look at what the source actually is, I'm afraid that we have no further information. And uh, from the heretic's bane, unfortunately, our sensors were also not able to pick up any uh, significant details that would be helping in our matters. And the energy that you sense, can you get a specific telling uh, does it feel like a specific warp signature? Uh, Neil, was I able to figure that? Is is there any way to kind of figure that out? You know, could we tell whether it was like a ship warps energy or if it was uh, uh, like a more natural source? Demon. 
it's not like an engine signature for sure. Okay, so yeah. It's not like a mechanical. It's not like a yeah. It's not. It's more you know warp power. So like yeah. warp like psychic energy mm -hmm. than it is a manipulation of the warp to travel right. like an engine. So more do. yeah. So more of a a, a natural element. Yeah. Then. Yeah, or or yeah, akin to obviously what like a uh, like a psyker would Im would implement. So right, it's, yeah. it's more you know, yeah, yeah. No, so yes, this is definitely a uh, a more uh, pure source of the immaterium. This is not something that has been created in a sense. Well, I don't suppose they'd want us to bombard the planet from space, although that may be the only way to be sure. Um, I guess we need to seek out Roderick and see if he has any troops to spare. Otherwise, uh, it looks like we're on our own. So just outside, so I'm assuming Egon is working around the the fringes, so he's not, you know, Roderick and Egon aren't like a, a team on this, right? Um, <laughs> I'm assuming this is the vibe I'm picking up. Out of character. Out of character. Yes. Egon is sort of like Roderick kind of is so involved in like running the company stuff or running the colony. And Egon is kind of like, well, why he's off doing stuff since I'm not allowed to be in charge of anything, since I'm the younger brother, I kind of do this other illegal shit. Okay. And we we've all met Egon because he stopped us at the last when we were coming out. Who's Roderick? Roderick, yeah. yeah Roderick. But the only one that's met Egon is Venari. Okay. And that's why I just wanted to clear up. Okay, cool. Yeah. That, that was confused. I couldn't remember from the last time if it was Roderick or Egon who was the one that stopped us. Okay, gotcha. Yep. Well, if you gentlemen are ready, uh, he like looks around the room for, you know, an attendant or someone who would, you know, work at the palace. Uh, yeah, there's, yeah, sure. There's a, yes, yeah, some, some functionary there. Okay, so he like waves him over and he says, uh, we must speak with Roderick. Indeed, I will summon an audience with him at once. Uh, he goes over, kind of tells you to wait there, wait, uh, speaks into sort of a intercom system and says, uh, comes back over, please, if you'll follow me, he will have an audience with you at this moment. <laughs> he starts to walk away and then like out of the corner of the eye, he sees the bottle again. And he just like takes another long pull and then he goes to put it down and then he's like, ah, fuck it. And he hands it to the skull. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, give me a toughness check. All right. Uh, am I adding carouse or anything like that to this? Uh, if you have a bonus to carouse, yeah. Uh, I don't. A drinking test. Yeah. All right. My toughness is 40, so here's hoping. Oh, 50. I should have called them the other way around. <laughs> uh, how much were you? How much did you miss by? One, uh, 10, one degree. Uh, okay. Uh, you'll take uh, negative five to any test for the next hour till you sober up. Unless right. you keep drinking. Uh, <laughs> just, just so you know. Okay, yeah, you're starting to feel a little bit of the amasek at this point, even though you've had quite a bit to eat. Uh, it's still not soaking all that up. 
Yeah, he, he just took two really big pulls. Yeah, yeah. That's the only reason. Yeah, I was like, yeah, you're drinking a good bit, so. Yeah, yeah. All right. So is, is the, <laughs> they're walking down the hall, and he's not, like, muttering to himself, but he's just kind of, like, he's in thought, and, like, as they're walking, you know, the guy's silent, and he just kind of, like, bumps into Emmis. <laughs> well, I assume doesn't say anything, just kind of, like, mm, <laughs> pushes him back up. Yeah, I'll... He just shoot a look to the other two guys and <laughs> just keep walking. You're the captain. You can you can get away with it a bit. I guess mm. we'll see where it goes when you start talking. Right. <laughs> okay. You as you go through the uh, you go through the hallways. Uh, you reach sort of the the larger of the state rooms uh, as they open the doors. Roderick is sitting at a large throne as uh, as Egon was but uh, this is a little more fancy a little more uh, lar- a little larger a little more you know ornate and obviously the table is grander this is sort of the official uh, receiving room uh, he's uh, seated there uh, reviewing uh, data slates and uh, looks up as you come in ah gentlemen uh, it's good to see you again uh, what do I owe the honors? Uh, the crew has determined that uh, we've been able to pinpoint more or less the what we perceive to be the source of the contamination. Uh, ah, excellent. Uh, that's good news. We wish to go investigate. We'll uh, need a vehicle, of course, uh, to head to the west. Uh I was wondering if you may perhaps have any troops that you could spare on the journey. Uh, uh, how many are you looking for? He, he smiles. He tries to do like a quick calculation. Like how big is the city? Like how big would he think? Can I make like a do you have warfare or war or have Imperium? Uh, sure, you can make. Yeah, you can do Imperium. Give you like a, a size minus. at least. You want to give me a minus on that, or no? no. All right. Uh, let's see. So ints forty. Yeah, that's the same. Oh, seventy-eight. He doesn't know. Fuck. There's some guys here. I don't know. He's yeah, you're like, like I don't know. It seems like a big city. It's a capital. Uh, hundred. A <laughs> hundred men for what? I mean, what is it exactly you need these troops for? I, well, I mean, we are dealing with a, a warp contamination, a, potentially a warp entity. Um, a warp entity? In the West? That's wasteland. I, why would it have been there? Who knows why the warp does what it does? Uh, your psychers, your, your, your own men felt the, the pull of the warp in that direction just last night. I... I suppose so, yes. Uh, I can't give you a hundred troops. Don't you have your own men to take care of these types of things? Out of character. Perhaps I could give you ten. I mean, yeah, I guess. Well, oh, geez. I don't I mean, know if we have requisition troops, but I assumed you had a hundred troops at some point. Well, um, so the mercenaries are all disposed in other places. I don't know if we have a contingent that comes with the ship of like grunts. I mean, we have uh, Kane's men, which are now my men. 
Yeah, I mean that's ten guys. Uh, <laughs> well, it's maybe like seven because we left some. Of them uh, that's right. Some of them leave. Uh, yeah, that's right. Some of them were. I guess at least a couple of them stayed back. Um, I mean, I'm sure you have. Yeah, like some number of just con cons- conscript level guys with las guns or whatever that are just kind of your general guys. Um, that's up to you. Uh, he does make, he makes a counter offer and says he could send 20 men with you if necessary. Uh, but without knowing more, he's not going to send, he's not going to risk more than that of the planetary guard to some quote warp danger that, you know, you know, nothing about. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Uh, he, he turns to look at Emmis. Uh, Emmis, your thoughts? I think it depends on whether, how safe or how cautious you want to be. I don't think taking the heretic's bane and positioning it further to where we saw the signal, that may be a bit much. We may want to break up the crew into some shuttles and make sure those shuttles are properly stocked. That may be the best way to do it until we get a better understanding of what is out there. I don't know if we want to shift our whole ship over to there. I think if, if, if we can get some men, if they are graciously offered to us, we should be able to stock out a few shuttles and be prepared enough to do some initial investigation. Uh, I don't know that we have time to wait for Kane's men, my men uh, to come down. It's a process of a few hours. Um, we have at least four of them here, correct? We have two shuttles here currently? Yeah, we should have two shuttles because Kanok and I came down on one, and there should be the initial shuttle, and I'm I, thinking. Yeah, I'm assuming out of character, like, those, like, Kane's guys are our guys when we do that. I mean, they've been thus far. Yeah, yeah, that's fine, yeah. Of course, one of them's got to fly. Well, we said we have Ennis, I guess. <laughs> we only need to save one of those fucking guys. <laughs> <laughs> to fly. <laughs> Um, so he just like, he, he waves his hand absently and he's like, um, uh, pardon, uh, my apologies. Uh, we should be able to handle this with our own forces. Uh, I believe, uh, you have other business to attend to, uh, investigation uh, at the temple that, uh, you've been undertaking to reduce the spread of any rumors of, contamination or warp energies thereof. So out of character, uh, Venari had suggested to him that they investigate the temple to take whatever means necessary to suss out whether or not, you know, anyone else had been, you know, contaminated by the warp. If there were other, you know, chaos agents or whatever, like they were going to do that on the sly. Now, how effective he was going to be at that based on what Egon says is a whole other. Scenario. Yeah. That would require some additional roles for sure. If someone's going to try to suss out who might may or may not be in on what's going on. That's an inquiry role. Uh, that was on them, right? Like, I mean, that was when he went yeah. back to the, to the, to the palace, like yeah. we had a conversation of like, yeah, that would be on them to, to decide yeah. how they're going to, do that and sure, if sure. you're going to do that you're definitely going to need in inquiry is the kind of like 
gather intelligence from crowds type uh no, he's leaving it for them to do it like yeah. that was the conversation so he's yeah. like he's just like reiterating like oh okay use those guys and like you're doing a thing already right like maybe you're better served you know to like keep your guys here kind of thing however he reacts to that wait is this to me that was I... yeah, that was that was wait. to roderick <laughs> oh well, you're not with him still what what's happening yeah uh, we never left Oh, sorry. I thought, why am I? I'm sorry. I'm blanking out. Um, so much editing. Sorry. Just yeah, edit all this. Because um, well, I asked him for the guys and he was like, no, like yeah. that's too many. I'll give you 20. So he turned to Emerson's and was like, you know, what's your tactical assessment of the situation? And he's like, yeah. eh. And then he's like, no, 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 forget it. Like, fuck it. We'll just, we'll handle it. Like maybe it's better served for you to keep these guys here to do whatever you're doing and we'll just uh, we'll sorry yeah i i was reading something at the moment i was i was going through other stats um okay yeah uh he says uh that's fine of course uh i i'll use my men uh as necessary to quell any additional talk and to uh, we'll make sure we route out any unsavory characters who remain within the harvest church excellent i have uh, full faith in your ability as you should. I've been governor of this planet for years, and we've not had nearly as many problems since you've shown up, so I'm sure we'll be able to handle it on our own here. You, you see his jaw clench when he says that, and he just he inclines his head. He's like, all right, uh, we will uh, have a report as soon as possible. I look forward to it. And he gives him a bow and turns on his heel and doesn't say anything, just fucking walks out, waits for the crew to follow. So, Captain, sure. should we start lining up, getting the shuttles prepared, um, checking our inventory before we head off? Or is there anything else we need to do before we do that? Uh, no, I believe we have everything that we need. And he, like, you know, Pat's his sword. Uh, I think anything that we find there is uh, necessarily going to be hostile. If, uh, if indeed it is uh, sentient uh, or non-sentient for that matter, uh, or entities being what they are, um, hopefully this doesn't take that long. If it's an infestation, then um, we may just wash our hands of this planet anyway and take our leave. Okay, so I'll, I will start. Uh, so I'll, I'll walk a bit ahead and you know, touch my microbead. Uh, because I'm assuming I can talk to the shuttles that are close enough and we'll start <clears throat> getting that prepared um, to go head sure. off. Yeah, they, Roger, they they will ready the shuttles. Uh, we'll be ready when you get here. Okay, thank you. And then we'll look back to um, Kynok and say, Kynok, is there any specific preparations you need to make before we go or the data slate with the coordinates? Is that all we need at the moment? No, I'm pretty sure at this point all we need is to know where to go and where to get into trouble. We've had plenty of that already. <sighs> Jarnan, are you uh, prepared? Is there any uh, rights or anything that we should say before we go? Don't worry. I'll take care of it en route. I don't think the God Emperor needs to hear your voice anymore this morning. Indeed. You know best. <laughs> Okay, so what is your immediate plan of action? I guess we find transportation back to the spaceport 
sure. then jump on the shuttles and head out to fight a warp demon. <laughs> <laughs> As usual, we jump in headstrong without doing any further research and uh, probably get killed. We'll find out. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was just like, okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, so here's Venari's thing. He's okay. handling the temple. Uh, Roderick's handling the, handling the temple. Yeah. We're on a time crunch now. Yeah, sure. There's money to be made. And <laughs> we've got Jarman and his flamethrower. Like, what could go wrong? Sure. Yeah. That's there's. Hey, I'm not arguing with it. I was just double checking <laughs> what you're doing. Nothing ever goes wrong when Jarnan pulls out his flamethrower. All right. Yeah, it tends to really do some damage that I don't anticipate's the problem. That's <laughs> what I really do. I'm like, this is surely going to be a tough. Uh, never mind. It's dead. It's just a fucking burning lump. Never mind. See, that's why this warp demon is fire resistant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great, you know that's going to happen. It's great, <laughs> actually. Just, just put that on there. I don't even know if resistance. Two particular elements is a thing in this game at this point. I, um, I don't know. I don't think it is. Um, oh, its well, agility is ninety-five. Look at that! <laughs> you made the roll. <laughs> sure. Uh, you know there could be other stuff in there too. It's pretty exciting. Uh, See, when you say it like that, I don't want to do it. <laughs> just cool stuff. Don't worry, you got it. Um, <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah. So you, if you get in the shuttles uh, and you can triangulate a position uh, in the desert, it's very far into the wasteland. Uh, as you fly over uh, and get closer, you don't actually see, and it's not a, it doesn't look to be a structure. It's not like a building or anything. It's sort of rocky outcroppings. And you do see uh, a large sort of cave open up in in the side of the rocks. But it's not like it was, yeah, like a dome or a building. Um, so the outcropping looks just sort of naturally-ish occurring. Uh, but this is definitely the point that you scanned. Um, and it goes what looks to be fairly deep into the earth. Um, how many... The shuttles are big, right? Like we get like a hundred dudes on a shuttle. Yeah, they're pretty big. Yeah, sure. Okay, so we're all on one shuttle then. I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're definitely all on one shuttle. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm thinking like Star Wars land the shuttle where you got like you know three guys and some cargo, and I'm like, uh, I guess yeah, we'll get involved. No, no, this is like this. Yeah, the shuttles are big. We're so basically our shuttle is like Serenity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or bigger, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. You could fit like, I mean, it's you couldn't fit a bunch of cargo on a hundred dudes, but you could fit a hundred dudes or yeah, more. Yeah. yeah, you might better fit more. Yeah, probably like a hundred dudes at least. You know, in the like, if you just pack them in, ready for a drop, land, you know, drop and get out and start fighting type deal. And there's bigger. I guess there's bigger transports you would have also theoretically, but right now you just have shuttles, so. Yeah, well, we weren't anticipating moving, like, you know, an army <laughs> to the planet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, Serenity would probably be a good size, yeah. Okay. Uh, I think that, that Venari would grab Ennis on the flight. Like, I'm assuming it's more than, like, ten minutes. It's, like, an hour. Yeah. Uh, he he wanders away, like, you know, touches Ennis on the shoulder and, like, wanders to the back of the shuttle. Uh, anything I can help you with? 
yeah, we, we get away from everybody else. And then he's like, ah, you know, he kind of rubs his face and he's like, well, so I had hoped to be able to speak to you before I spoke to Egon. Um, we have an interesting series of opportunities laid before us. Uh, of course, first we must deal with the situation at hand. Uh, and we've been given quite a short leash on that front. Uh, but uh, I don't know if you've noticed or not. Uh, you know, of course, uh, you know, we've heard that uh, black ships have not landed here and, you know, these low many hundred years. Uh, and yet, other than the two psychers that uh, Roderick brought with him, there appears to be no psychers on the planet at all. It seems strange, does it not? I would be highly suspect if a planet of this size, even though it is just an agricultural planet, would only have two psychers throughout the whole population. That is definitely a, a questionable statement. The uh, black organic material that uh, Kynok found on the grain, uh, apparently that can be harvested. I'm not sure. Uh, but it has the ability to cloak a psyker. Uh, we have an opportunity to procure said material and uh, possibly make quite a tidy sum. I would agree with you, but we would have to find, we would have to, I would have to leave that up to your best connections of how quickly or how easily we would be able to move that for sale. It's not like we could just go to a market and put up a stall to start selling. I don't know. I don't know if, how easy it would facilitate making connections to sell that, but I could definitely see a, a lot of profit in doing that. Indeed. Do you think this is a uh, wise decision, wise course of action? Uh, let me roll. <laughs> let me roll some dice. Higher <laughs> low. Um, obviously, you are the captain. You know, I, I would follow your lead on the way you want to go from my standpoint, I don't see an issue with that. Personally, I could see complications arising if that got to be well known among all of us. But from my standpoint, I'm here to work for you and do what I need to do for the heretics Bane. Indeed. This is why you are my number two. Uh, while Jarn and, commands that place of respect in the hierarchy within the command crew. Uh, you know, with the loss of Kane, I need someone who um, has my back. I know we've had this discussion once before. I'm, I'm here for that and for you. I would just like to point out, obviously, that this would have to be handled very delicately if this is the route you would want to go. Definitely, definitely need to uh, think this through and only involve, only involve those who would buy into the plan if you go forward with it. And, and like he just puts his finger up between them and kind of like points back and forth. Like, <laughs> this is why we're having this conversation. <laughs> and I'll shake, shake my head and say, that's, that's obviously what I was meaning, sir. 
Yes, indeed. Uh, the other the other item of business is that uh, with the amount of grain that they have stored, it's uh, a tidy sum to lose. Egon may be able to set up uh, an arrangement with some less than desirable people. He uses air quotes. Uh, this one would be certainly more complicated unless we could convince Jarnan that by providing the tainted grain for thrones and poisoning or corrupting uh, some some unsuspecting Xenos, uh, that it is for the good of the Empire itself? I think the only two concerns I would have for that, Captain, is the transportation of the grain, if we can guarantee that it won't have a corrupting influence on us or the ship. Uh, you know, if we can make sure that that is sealed off somewhere while we're transporting it, I don't have an issue with that. The second issue is obviously how we would phrase this to Jarnan. Uh, we definitely have to focus more on the fact that we are, A, we are trading with uh, people, quote, I'll do air quotes, people that he would not agree to be involved with. But if we can frame this as we are actually doing damage to them or using circuitous routes to fight the empires, the Imperium's enemies, then I think that's the best way to go about it. I don't think he'd be happy if we were just trading, but if he did see the effects, if we can focus on the effects that would have by tra trading the tainted grain to uh, to our enemies, then I think he may be able to go, he may go along with it. But we would have to definitely, you would have to definitely figure out a way to phrase that and get that point across. Indeed. Uh, perhaps a... Uh... A healthy donation to the ecclesiarchy wouldn't hurt either. Well, we're, we are working on a mission mission doing tithes now, so tithes can go more than one way, I'm assuming. Ah, yes, indeed. Uh, all right. Uh, well, I mean, we could always trade the grain and then blow them out of the sky. Yes, or you know, let the grain do its <laughs> let the grain do its business. Obviously, we know it has a it has a, a warping effect. Uh, we would just have to make sure whoever we trade with that effect would be detrimental to them. Uh, perhaps when we get uh, back from completion of this uh, aspect of the mission, uh, we can uh, check with Kynok to see if he thinks what the effects may be. Maybe we could even find a uh, space rat or some such thing to feed the grain to and observe the effects and see whether or not it uh, is detrimental or not. I think for that would definitely be the first step and then the transportation i don't know if we would need connock's help in seeing if there is a safe way to transport this without affecting ourselves or the heretics bane i'm sure we can find a way to do that but it may be worth running that by con connock also that's yes, uh, an excellent suggestion one i had not considered you're a good man Amos. thank you sir and i'm here to serve as i would expect and he walks away from you back to the to the bridge or to the little, uh, you know, pilot area. Hey, everybody. Before we wrap up this episode, I'd like to take a minute to say thank you for tuning in. We hope you're enjoying the podcast from our interviews and actual plays to our rambling roundtable discussions. If you like what you're here and you'd like to support the show, we have two great sponsors for you to check out. 
Birds of a Feather Coffee Company is a small batch craft coffee roaster and is our OG sponsor. They have three signature blends to choose from. The Morning Lark, which is a light roast, the Night Owl Blend, which is a rich dark roast, and the Hummingbird Decaf Blend. They also have the exclusive Legendary Brew, a nice medium roast coffee, perfect fuel for all those late night gaming sessions. If you use the code LEGENDS10, you'll get 10% off your order, and shipping is always free. Our new sponsor is Thing12 Games. Thing12 Games is an independent board game publishing and development company. They are the creators of the award-winning Dice Of series in the arena of pocket tin dice games. Currently available are both Dice of Crowns, where you roll dice, backstab your friends, and try to claim the royal crown. And Dice of Pirates, where you play as a pirate captain, rolling them bones, fighting your mates, and claiming the booty all for yourself. Click Click Boom is a tension-filled social deduction card game full of clicks, bluffs, and booms. Their latest offering is Seals of Cthulhu, a strategic bidding and bluffing card game set within a Cthulian universe where two players battle for the fate of the world. They are also offering both Alhaka and Project Dreamscape by Sarah and Will Reed, and if you order through their website, you can use code LEGENDS10 and you'll receive 10% off your order. Thanks everybody for checking it out. We'll catch you next time. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com. Um, well, what the fuck does he say? Um, okay. and, and we've we've lost Neil, so <laughs> I guess we're taking, smoke him if you got him. Well, that'll be an interesting conversation when and if that happens. <laughs> well, just from from a ship's standpoint, I'm assuming there's parts of the ship that we can quarantine stuff that doesn't. You know, obviously, if this is my concern is if if we're, if we're hauling around a whole bunch of warp tainted shit, how's that going to help us when we go? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Make sure if we're trying to do some some flying that it doesn't you know it doesn't have to have effect on the ship or you know just people themselves i'm sure there might be areas where that we can you know hide this off and store it somewhere just to make sure it doesn't f with us when we're trying to fly through the warp kind of thing or drag nasties drag nasties on the ship while we're going through it yeah i mean even if we took the worst of the worst of it and then sold the really fucked up stuff and then just burned the newer stuff mm-hmm. it's not an all or nothing thing right so we can do you know, any combination of, of things with the grain. Yeah. Up, up to and including just incinerating everything and starting over from scratch. Well, yeah, I think as long as we bring something back, say this is the tithe and, you know, we can spin any yarn we want about bad harvest or, you know, if we even bring into the fact that, yeah, that shit's tainted, you know, I guess we can get on. I don't think we were giving it. We weren't given a, you have to bring back a certain amount for the tithe. It was just bring back the tithe and make, make contact kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, and then we can always, you know, if we go back and say, look, we found this, you guys can go, you know, burn the planet down or whatever you want, you know, as long as we pass that information on. Yeah. And, and he can find out that information from Lavina, whether or not, you know, the grain is almost ready uh, you know, what, what the annual tithe is, if that's something that we could even fit on the ship, or we just like, hey, your shit's ready, go back and get it, like we did our part, you know. Well, we can always be real pedantic and say, you told us to bring back the annual tithe, the annual tithe is a year of tithe, so here you go. There's yeah, like 200 yeah. years of it worth, yeah. We can play word games if we have to.
Sure, sure, sure. All right. So, uh, so, so we wind up. We both wind up back in the uh, the cabin, as it were. Mm-hmm. 